Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 88. Lord, God of my salvation, by day I cry out. Even at night before you, let my prayer reach you. Turn your ear to my outcry, because my whole being is filled with distress. My life is at the very brink of hell. I am considered as one of those plummeting into the pit. I am like those who are beyond help, drifting among the dead, lying in the grave like dead bodies. Those you don't remember anymore, those who are cut off from your power, you placed me down in the deepest pit, in places dark and deep. Your anger smothers me, you subdue me with it wave after wave. You've made my friends distant. You've made me disgusting to them. I can't escape. I'm trapped. My eyes are tired of looking at my suffering. I've been calling out to you every day, Lord. I've had my hands outstretched to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do ghosts rise up and give you thanks? Is your faithful love proclaimed in the grave, your faithfulness in the underworld? Are your wonders known in the land of darkness, your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I cry out to you, Lord. My prayer meets you first thing in the morning. Why do you reject my very being, Lord? Why do you hide your face from me? Since I was young, I've been afflicted, I've been dying, I've endured your terrors, I'm lifeless. Your fiery anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They surround me all day long like water. They engulf me completely. You've made my loved ones and companions distance. My only friend is darkness. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 47, verses 1 through 26. Joseph went to inform Pharaoh and said, My father and brothers with their flocks, herds, and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in the land of Goshen. From all of his brothers, he selected five men and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph's brothers, What do you do? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and our ancestors. They continued, We've come to the land as immigrants because the famine is so severe in the land of Canaan that there are no more pastures for your servants' flocks. Please allow your servants to settle in the land of Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since your father and brothers have arrived, the land of Egypt is available to you. Settle your father and brothers in the land's best location. Let them live in the land of Goshen. And if you know capable men among them, put them in charge of my own livestock. Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and gave him an audience with Pharaoh. Jacob blessed Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, I've been a traveler for 130 years. My years have been few and difficult. They don't come close to the years my ancestors lived during their travels. Jacob blessed Pharaoh and left Pharaoh's presence. Joseph settled his father and brothers and gave them property in the land of Egypt, in the best location in the land of Ramses just as Pharaoh had ordered. Joseph provided food for his father, his brothers, and his father's entire household in proportion to the number of children. There was no food in the land during the famine because the famine was so severe. 
the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan dried up from the famine. Joseph collected all of the silver to be found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain, which people came to buy, and he deposited it in Pharaoh's treasury. The silver from the land of Egypt and from the land of Canaan had been spent, and all of the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes just because the silver is gone? Joseph said, Give me your livestock, and I will give you food for your livestock if the silver is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food for the horses, flocks, cattle, and donkeys. He got them through the year with food in exchange for all of their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the next year and said to him, We can't hide from my master that the silver is spent and that we've given the livestock to my master. All that's left for my master is our corpses and our farmland. Why should we die before your eyes, we and our farmland too? Buy us and our farms for food, and we and our farms will be under Pharaoh's control. Give us seed so that we can stay alive and not die, and so that our farmland won't become unproductive. Joseph bought all of Egypt's farmland for Pharaoh because every Egyptian sold his field when the famine worsened. So the land became Pharaoh's. He moved the people to the cities from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he didn't buy the farmland of the priests because Pharaoh allowed the priests a subsidy, and they were able to eat from the subsidy Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they didn't have to sell their farmland. Joseph said to the people, Since I've now purchased you and your farmland for Pharaoh, here's seed for you. Plant the seed on the land. When the crop comes in, you must give one-fifth to Pharaoh. You may keep four-fifths for yourself, for planting fields, and for feeding yourselves, those in your households and your children. The people said, You've saved our lives. If you wish, we will be Pharaoh's slaves. So Joseph made a law that still exists today. Pharaoh receives one-fifth from Egypt's farmland. Only the priest's farmland didn't become Pharaoh's. Today's epistle reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 27. If I preach the gospel, I have no reason to brag, since I'm obligated to do it. I'm in trouble if I don't preach the gospel. If I do this voluntarily, I get rewarded for it. But if I'm forced to do it, then I've been charged with a responsibility. What reward do I get? That when I preach, I offer the good news free of charge. That's why I don't use the rights to which I'm entitled through the gospel. Although I'm free from all people, I make myself a slave to all people to recruit more of them. I act like a Jew to the Jews so I can recruit Jews. I act like I'm under the law to those under the law so I can recruit those who are under the law, though I myself am not under the law. I act like I'm outside the law to those who are outside the law so I can recruit those outside the law. Though I'm not outside the law of God, but rather under the law of Christ. I act weak to the weak, so I can recruit the weak. I have become all things to all people, so I could save some by all possible means. All the things I do are for the sake of the gospel, so I can be a partner with it. Don't you know that all the runners in the stadium run, but only one gets the prize? So run to win. Everyone who competes practices self-discipline in everything. The runners do this to get a crown of leaves that shrivel up and die, but we do it to receive a crown that never dies. So now this is how I run, not without a clear goal in sight. I fight like a boxer in the ring, not like someone who is shadow boxing. Rather, I'm landing punches on my own body and subduing it like a slave. I do this to be sure that I myself won't be disqualified after preaching to others. 
Today our gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 47 through 56. Evening came and the boat was in the middle of the lake, but he was alone on the land. He saw his disciples struggling. They were trying to row forward, but the wind was blowing against them. Very early in the morning, he came to them, walking on the lake. He intended to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost, and they screamed. Seeing him was terrifying to all of them. Just then he spoke to them, Be encouraged, it's me. Don't be afraid. He got into the boat, and the wind settled down. His disciples were so baffled, they were beside themselves. That's because they hadn't understood about the loaves. Their minds had been closed so that they resisted God's ways. When Jesus and the, his disciples had crossed the lake, they landed at Genesaret, anchored the boat, and came ashore. People immediately recognized Jesus and ran around that whole region, bringing sick people on their mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, villages, cities, or farming communities, they would place the sick in the marketplace and beg him to allow them to touch even the hem of his clothing. Everyone who touched him was healed. things have passed away your love has stayed the same your constant grace remains the cornerstone and things that we thought were dead breathing in life again as you cause your sun to shine on darkest nights for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song Jesus we love you and know oh, how we love you you are the one in our our hearts adore the hopeless have found their hope the orphans now have a home all that was lost has found its place in you and you lift our weary head you make us strong instead rise and made us beautiful for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song 
song for all that you've done. We will pour out our love. This will be our anthem song. In Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one. Our, our hearts adore. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one in our hearts adore. Jesus, we love you. And oh, how we You are the one our, our hearts adore. The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. 
While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
as we depart this time together, go with these words from the end of Psalm 91. God says, because you are devoted to me, I'll rescue you. I'll protect you because you know my name. Whenever you cry out to me, I'll answer. I'll be with you in troubling times. I'll save you and glorify you. I'll fill you full with old age. I'll show you my salvation. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here on Monday, or if you'd like to join us for our Sunday morning worship service, there is a link and information for that in the description of the episode. But whenever I see you next, I'll see you. Have a great weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Jesus We Love You, performed by Riley Fast and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.